All right, we're super excited this week with the Midnight Founders podcast. Jake and I are here for another week of awesomeness, and this time we've got founder Jeff Bitten with Pitch 59, and they're doing some cool things with pitch cards and helping people find jobs and promote their companies, the whole gamut. So Jeff, welcome to the Midnight Founders podcast this week. Thank Good to you have you much. here. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. So Jeff, tell us just for the audience so they know a little bit more about your company, tell us a little bit about Pitch 59 and what you're doing. Maybe give us your pitch, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I'd have to play my pre-recorded 59 <laughs> second elevator pitch, but um, no, we, we help companies and people get 10 times more referrals and introductions than what they currently get. And we do that in a personal human way where they get to deliver their own elevator pitch to people. So we do that through a tool called a pitch card, which you mentioned. And it's just a really simple and easy uh, tool for everybody to be able to network, share, introduce their neighbors and friends to people, uh, to you, and uh, just help people get introductions. Cool. So um, you're doing this business now and you're doing it, you've got a few family members involved as well, mm -hmm. right? Right. Your brothers and that sort of thing. How did it, how did it come about? Tell us the, the thought process between how you created it and, and how did you come up with the idea and then how did you grow it and build it? Yeah. Okay. So I, so I did door to door sales for five years, four years doing pest control in Southern California. And then one year when I started up my own carpet cleaning company in Rexburg, you know, it's, it's interesting, isn't it Jake? Cause a lot of the people we have on this podcast, they door -door got their sales. start from that industry. Yeah. Door to door cool. sales in Southern California. And you're talking to two yep. of them right here. Yep. You guys did too. I spent <laughs> yeah, a summer a in Compton. Yep. Eight years. Whenever you say that you're a door, you were a door-to-door -door salesman and, and somebody else was a door-to-door -door salesman, there's like a silent respect. They're like, okay, you know what? You understand. You understand the, <laughs> the pain and the, <laughs> the heat and everything. But. So much. The grind. So the grind. much. Yeah. Yep. yep. But anyway, I did that. And then I started up that little carpet cleaning company in Rexburg, Idaho, and went and sold carpet cleaning services door to door, uh, sold apartment complexes. And anyway, and then that company grew and for the next nine years. And then I ended up buying out one of my brother's carpet cleaning companies in Fresno, California. And uh, the first year that one went awesome. I put like 30,000 down on, on that company. And the first year we'd already made 80,000 in profit back. And I'm like, this is what we need to do. We need to just start buying out other cleaning companies and bring them into the fold and and manage them all from one one central place. And uh, so he jumped on the guy that I my my brother that I bought the company from. He uh, partnered up with me and we went and bought a cleaning and restoration company in Houston. And that one did mostly restoration. It was like seventy percent of their revenue was restoration. And we uh, signed the contract of a couple of months before Hurricane Harvey. And then we took over a few months after Hurricane Harvey. Um, and that was the absolute worst time to do make a transition with a restoration company because insurance companies started changing the way that they give out third-party vendor claims for the water damage mitigation. And a lot of us little guys got left out in the cold with the big guys getting partnered directly with insurance companies. And so... Interesting. Really frustrating. Um, you would almost think the opposite because there's a hurricane, your restoration company, there's more business than you can possibly handle. Well, that, that's one of the fallacies that people think is like, oh, yeah, you, you definitely want the hurricanes and stuff. But hurricanes are only good for like a month or two. Mm -hmm. And then everything dies after that because, I mean, hurricane water damage mitigation, you got to get in there really quick. And you only have so much equipment, so many people. And so you can only do a handful of jobs at a time, especially our, our company. We just had a small company with four trucks. And um, anyway, but 
the insurance companies partnered directly with some of the, like the serve pro service master, those big dogs, they just made deals with insurance companies and us little guys that can't do that because we don't have the scale to do that. Um, we ended up losing like 60% of our revenue, uh, from that, uh, from those transitions and, ouch, that's a bad day. Oh, it was terrible. We were losing six to $8,000 a month. Just even though we'd cut all of our expenses down, we were still losing thousands. It was draining my other companies, um, too. And, December of 2018 hit. So so at the time you still had Idaho and and California still going and yeah, we took over. Yeah. So we had Idaho and California and then we, we took over the one in Houston, January 1st of 2018 Mm -hmm. and December of 2018. I I don't know how much money we'd lost, probably a hundred thousand that year. And, um, I was just super frustrated. We were actually up here visiting some family, uh, going from Orem down to St. George and, as we were driving, my wife was reading a book. My kids were watching TV or something like that. And I was just like stewing, just trying to figure out how do I bring up my cleanings to the cleanings of this company to make up for all the losses that we were taking with frustration. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, I need to spend more money on Google and Yelp and Home Advisor and Thumbtack and Angie's List and all these platforms that, to be honest, I hate advertising on them. Uh, it's just a, it's, it's a list of bribed companies that have gotten up to the top. Like the companies that have the most money, they're always at the top. Pay to play, right? Pay to play. And the, us little guys that provide like the best service, the best quality, the best whatever, oftentimes we're down at the bottom of the first page or at the second or third page, whatever. And I thought, I hate that, that experience that we're having to compete with these huge dogs to try and get up in the top five listings. And those are the, like the companies that these platforms are all pushing. I'm like, but if consumers knew the difference, like, they would hire my company every time. If they could hear, if I could talk to them for just a minute, having done door-to-door sales, I knew that if they could, if I could talk to them with all of my metaverbal and nonverbal communication, that they would understand and they would feel a lot more comfortable hiring us. And I'm like, but there's no way for me to compete because I, I don't have the millions of dollars to spend on those types of things. And so, <laughs> it's it reminds me of the, uh, <coughs> you know, the the romantic comedies or whatever the 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 chick flick movies that you know we watch where it's if they only just knew me right right, right. maybe that should be our tagline if they only just knew me love it <clears throat> um anyway long story short uh while driving from orem down to saint george i had an idea and i asked my wife for a piece of paper and a pencil or whatever and i started drawing with one hand on the steering wheel drawing on the center armrest uh, just the idea of these pitch cards that um so anyway, I got down to St. George and I went and talked to my brother and I said, Hey, I have this idea. Tell me if it's stupid or what, but here's the drawing. Here's what I'm thinking. I, I would love to have this tool that like a search platform that's similar to like Yelp or home advisor, but where everybody comes to life and introduces themselves and delivers their 59 second elevator pitch on these shareable networkable cards. And he's like, Jeff, I love it. I think that would be awesome. And he's, I've bounced other business ideas off of him in the past. And I mean, they're pretty blunt. My brothers and family members are pretty blunt. They'll let me know what they're thinking. But anyway, so it's not the kind of family where if it was a terrible idea, they'd still say, oh, yeah, love no, they'll that. let you know. That's great. Okay, they'll good. let me know. Yeah, they don't hide that. Anyway, he said, I love it. I, I think that would be awesome. Um, I would use that for my uh, property management company if that was available. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. And if you, if you built that, um, I'd be interested in throwing some money at it. You promise? Because I don't have any right now. Um, and he said, yeah, I will. And so I went back, finished out doing some drawings, really kind of figuring it out, did a ton of research to figure out. How to, I was in carpet cleaning and door-to-door sales. So it's not like I was 
a techie that knew how to code and do all this software stuff. I just had an idea for it. And I went back and did some research, uh, figured out that I needed to start a Delaware C corporation with 10 million shares. And I'd read a bunch of blogs and about people that had founded companies and ended up finding out or finding a development company in Houston that said that they could, I went and took the drawings to them and they had a bunch of developers sitting around the table. I laid out my drawings in front of them and I'm like, is this even possible? Can you do this? They looked at it and we had a discussion for like an hour and they said, you know, if you would have come to us like three years ago and asked us to build this, we would have said, you know, you're going to have to change this and this and this. But technology has advanced so much in the last several years that they're like, we think that we can probably do all of this. I'm like, okay, so how much is it going to cost? And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I've spent like 5,000 bucks on a website before, so maybe this will be 10 or 15,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Technology way, hasn't come that far yet. Here we are about a million dollars later. But um, And what's so funny no. <laughs> is there are so many people out there that can relate, you know, because yeah. building that first platform or that technology stack, you know, it's um, way more money than what people think. And, it, well, and what you did they quote, answer, right? What did they quote you at? Yeah. Well, so they said, well, we can get started for 30,000. And I said, it's oh, a dangerous okay. game. Um, well, I have a credit card that has a $15,000 limit. I'll, can I give you 15000 now? And then I'll come up with the rest. And they're like, yeah, we'll do that. And so after that meeting, I jumped on the phone with my brother, Mark. And I'm like, hey, I need to get some more money. I need to get some money from you. Uh, are you are you still in for 10000 And he's like, sure. So he did. And, and uh, we started building it. And then after we got the initial wireframes in the first month or so, I uh, jumped on the phone with a bunch of my friends and family and said, hey, can you meet with me for like 20 minutes on Zoom? And let me just show you what we're doing. And uh, I'd show people and they were immediately like, yeah, I'm in. And so I'll give you 10,000, I'll give you 20,000. And um, so we, no, no venture capitalist wants to hear this, but we have like 68 investors in Pitch 59. And they're all like friends and family. Our biggest investors put in 250000 um, Good friend of mine from Houston. Um, but we have investors that have put in 5000 or 10000 And a lot of those, those types of people. So it's... Uh, it makes for a trickier cap table. But yeah. on the flip side, there's a lot of people that uh, trust in you. And yeah. Believe in the product. We've got a lot of people in our corner, which really helps. And, and they've given us a lot of feedback and ideas and thoughts. And so we're trying to mold Pitch 59 into this platform that works for everybody. Yeah, and I think having a brother like that, everybody needs a brother like that that yeah. will tell you if you have a dumb idea, but will also invest in you if you have a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so he, just so you know, he's, um, I don't know what the total is that he's put in now, but it's around 150000 He's um He's dumped a lot more in. He's been a, a huge mentor and advisor. He's not on our team. He's one of the brothers that's not on our team. Um, but he, he, he and my, one of my other brothers own a successful investment development property, uh, or company. But, um, anyway, he's been a huge, he's just a good sounding board. He's level headed, really good at financials and just is, is always willing to help however he can. So. Has he ever been here to visit? Have we met Mark? No, I don't think you've met Mark. Okay. Um, Full disclosure for the listeners. I mean, we love pitch 59 because they're one of the Rev Road portfolio companies in our portfolio, and and we we've been working together for what has it been? A few months, five yeah. months, or something like that. Four or five months, yeah. So love all about you know love everything about Pitch Fifty Nine and the story and a lot of cool things that you guys are doing. Yeah, we introduced the the bank to Pitch Fifty Nine a couple maybe what two months ago and got the mortgage department signed up. I don't know if the any of them record their videos yet, but 
Uh, I know that they're in the process. I messaged Seth and he's, I don't know if they've scheduled a meeting with us to get our, their, get them onboarded, but I know that their pitch cards are created. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've had, we actually have a few more banks right now. We're meeting with key bank tomorrow. And then as we just met with, uh, what's his name? I don't know if I should say his name, but the VP of marketing at Zions bank. Fantastic. They love it. They want to, they want to, um, start integrating. So there's a lot of different pieces, uh, to the puzzle that we're trying to put together right now. We're trying still trying to find out like that. What's the industry that we should really go after? But we found that anybody that's related to the real estate industry, that uh, title companies, lenders, uh, mortgage officers, um, any home services, that kind of stuff, they're they're really adopting it really well. So. Well, I mean, think about like anybody that's done on a referral basis. My dad's been building cabinets since 1989, and he's never advertised. Like he's never spent a penny on advertising. Yeah, and so, so well. it's that type of business that you know needs Pitch Fifty Nine to continue because referrals are just changing yeah you know i mean people aren't doing business by calling people on the phone anymore right so almost like your on online relationship platform almost kind of right yeah it's um we if i had a dime for every time somebody said this is like a new and improved linkedin um we wouldn't need to fundraise anymore but um i don't know that that's accurate um we're not trying to be another linkedin necessarily we're trying to be a platform that's just a superhuman or like a real human platform where everybody gets to know each other in person. Like we don't really care about your credentials, your, all of that stuff. This is more of like, this is your personality, is your character, is your potential what I want to work with. And if so, I'm happy to introduce you to, to my neighbors and that kind of stuff because people don't want to introduce or refer people that they don't necessarily feel comfortable with. And so if I don't know you, then th- there's not a good chance that I'm going to refer you to somebody that uh, I know, that I trust. Um, on the other hand, what was really interesting is I have a friend that just created his resume pitch card. He's a radiation therapist in Houston. He sent me his pitch card and just asked me to introduce him to a couple of different uh, people in the medical industries up here in Idaho and Utah. He's looking for a management position up here. And I don't know anybody in oncology or in radiation therapy up here in Utah or Idaho, but I knew a few people that would probably know other people. So I just grabbed his pitch card, tapped share, and then introduced, and I did a three-way introduction with his pitch card with uh, three or four other people that I knew. And then I just got to sit back and watch their conversations because I'm involved in those three-way conversations. And it was fascinating. One of the guys that I introduced him to was a guy up in Idaho, and he said, yeah, I'm going to introduce you to a Dane over at such and such and then somebody up at Madison Memorial Hospital in Rexburg. He said, just so you know, normally I don't introduce or refer people that I don't know personally because I don't want to put my name on that. But I watched your elevator pitch and I really liked, I loved it. I thought you were great and I'm happy to introduce you to these people. And anyway, it's, it's awesome to see it like breaking down barriers where people feel more comfortable introducing people because they feel like they know them after that elevator pitch. And it's amazing how much you can get to know about somebody in 59 seconds. You don't need 10 minutes. It's well, I, I've hired a ton of people over my career and I can't tell you how many interviews I've sat in and like on paper, that person looked like a perfect fit for the position. Right. And you sit down in the interview and in the first question, you're like, Never this mind. is not <laughs> the person I need in this role or, you're right. a person, the, the alternate's also true. We're like on paper, it doesn't yeah. make any sense, but you meet the person and you're like, I have to have this person and we'll figure out how to make it work for the, for the role that we're going to put them in. And so 
I'm interested to know, like you have all of these different kind of avenues that you're going down where you're, your professional services, but then yeah. you have the resume yeah. and then you have like the businesses can post their jobs and talk about the job, which I think is really fascinating Yeah, because I think businesses do a really bad job of <clears throat> clearly identifying what the position is and, and also the culture. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But which aspect of the business are you the most focused on right now and which one's growing the quickest, the quickest? The one that's growing the quickest is the resume pitch cards. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, because we have 13 or 14 universities that have partnered with us now. BYU is the biggest proponent of it, which is awesome. They've been fantastic. We've just been presenting at a couple of their classes over the last two weeks here. Um, I'm actually going up to BYU-Idaho tomorrow and presenting to four different business classes up there. And then we're doing a workshop for all of the BYU-Idaho Career Center uh, tomorrow. And then Utah Tech uh, just signed on with us, too. They're going to be onboarding with Pitch 59 but um, the resume pitch cards are awesome because, like you said, like there are so many qualified people that are really good people that would do awesome at those job positions, but the resumes aren't perfect. They don't have the perfect five-year experience that you're looking for, or they don't have the perfect degree or something like that. But if you knew that, that person in, in person, like we were talking about, if they only knew me, then you'd give them a chance. And I've got to tell you a real personal one here. My wife... Um, created a resume pitch card like a month, month and a half ago, because things are super tight for us financially right now. We're just trying to get to the level that we can. You're in the bootstrapping mode. Oh, it's, it's painful. <laughs> but um, my wife created a resume pitch card and she applied to a bunch of jobs. She, she applied to one at BYU, an events manager position. And my wife does, she has no events management position experience. She's a mother, a mother of six though. She's super, and she's worked with me in all of my companies. She's awesome. She's super smart. But if you look at her resume, she doesn't have like any professional experience that most employers are looking for. And so she applied to this events manager position. And like a week or two later, she gets a call asking her to come in and interview. And she's like, okay, yeah, that's great. And so she went in there and interviewed and they said, we got to let you know, the people at BYU told her this. They didn't even know. Actually, I think one of them knew about Pitch 59, but the others didn't know. They said, the reason that you're in here right now is because of your pitch card. Um, we had 20 people apply to this job, and like their resumes all look really good and similar. Your resume didn't have the same like qualifications, but we watched your pitch and loved your pitch and feel like you would probably be a great candidate for this. And anyway, so they interviewed three people. She didn't end up getting the job. She was second out of the three. But out of the 20 people, she would have never gotten the interview in the first place had she not had a pitch card. And so we're starting to hear that more and more. Um, in fact, we're starting to build data and analytics around that where we think that um, if you send your resume pitch card in with your resume or your application, you're 60% more likely to hear back from an employer. So we can't verify those numbers quite yet, but that's initial data that we're pulling. Um, but anyway, it's just it's awesome to see people get a chance because they're human beings, because they're really good people. And not just, and it's not just resume pitch cards. It's like plumbers or doctors or whatever it is, like getting to know the actual people that you're going to be working with. We as human beings make emotional decisions. We like to hire people that we know, like, and trust, not just people that have the perfect credentials and skill sets. Yeah, it's almost like the famous uh, saying goes, we, we make decisions on emotion and then look for the logic to back up our emotional right. decisions. Right, right. So, 100%. Cool. So, you said something just a few minutes ago that was interesting to me. Hey, we're in the, we're in the slog of it. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're bootstrapping. It's tough right now. I think is what you said. 
What What is your biggest challenge you feel like right now with Pitch 59? What are you trying to overcome at this moment? Oh, I, if I could have my wish, it would be that everybody that has a pitch card knows just one, quickly how to use it, mm-hmm. and two, um, how, to, how to do an, uh, an effective elevator pitch. So we've built in, like, if you go to Pitch 59 and if you create a pitch card, we've got, like, built-in tools to help you make a, an elevator pitch that's, that are awesome. Like, you can use the built-in teleprompter, the pitch topics, pitch tips, that kind of stuff, and you can do everything right there on the app or on the desktop. Um, on the other hand, our, our biggest uh, uh, holdbacks right now are probably just our limited resources, limited team. Like we need better communication with our customer base and we've got to come up with all these uh, marketing campaigns and emails and stuff to let people know exactly what they can do now and what, because the product's changed over the last six months. I mean, it's it's a much more capable and, and adept platform. And anyway, so just communication with people. Uh, fundraising, we're still we're still fundraising. We're just doing an angel round right now uh, we've, of 250,000. We've gotten about 100,000 of it, but we're still looking to raise a little bit more there just to give us a little bit more um, runway. But um, at the end of the day, we just want our customers to be sharing and using their pitch cards. And so, in fact, we just talked about an idea yesterday where this isn't built in yet because we've got to have our data and analytics built in for all the pitch card users. But um, in the future, we're going to push out a program where uh, if you get a certain number of introductions or shares each month on your pitch card, your pitch card is free. You don't have to pay for it. So if you get like 50 people sharing your pitch card, around then you made it your pitch card is free for that month and then do the same thing the next month and it'll be free again so we want to incentivize people to share their pitch cards and to get more business off of the platform i think that's brilliant yeah, yeah. it's a good idea yeah yeah tell, tell us jeff and i and i i, I kind of know how this works but just for the audience so if someone has a pitch card but the other person they're sharing it you know that they're sharing it with does not does yes. it still work in the same way like how yeah how does that work because it seems like well, I'll let you speak to that. That is, uh, that is, I think, the number one reason that we feel like Pitch 59 is going to be wildly, wildly successful is because nobody has to have the app. Nobody has to download, log in, sign up, or anything to use Pitch Cards. So you can share it with your grandma. You can share it with your grandma. And honestly, your grandma will probably look at that Pitch Card and be like, okay, that makes sense. It's very simple. It's clean. The interface is really simple. Like there's no, we don't over flood it with a lot of information. If you look at the pitch card, it's just got like five or six options there on the pitch card, but then you can tap on those and they'll give you additional options once you tap on them. But if you tap, if you sent your pitch card to your grandma and then you just said, would you mind introducing me to one of your neighbors? All your grandma has to do is tap share and then introduce and then put in your neighbor's phone number or, or name and it'll send the, it'll do that three-way introduction right there. So it's grandma approved. <laughs> That should be your tagline. <laughs> grandma approved. <laughs> grandma approved. Stamp. You know. If That's they right. only knew. Grandma That's right. approved. That's right. That's right. I love it. Uh, so what's next for you guys? So we are, uh, you asked before what we were focused on, like yeah, the yeah. resume. I, I don't know if I clearly answered that. We are really looking to grow the business pitch cards right now, um, primarily because <clears throat> those are the ones that we actually make some money on. So, um, so are the student ones free? The resume pitch cards are totally free. Anybody that's looking for a job. Student they, or not. Anybody. Doesn't matter if Job student. seekers are free. Job seekers are free. They can just go on to pitch59.com or download the app and their resume pitch card will be waiting for them. That's a good virality element built in. Yeah. And then um, the business pitch cards are just 15 bucks a month and we don't charge any upfront uh, fees. There's no contracts. There's nothing else. It's just 15 bucks a month. And then 
one thing that we're really pushing right now is trying to get big organizations to get pitch cards for all of their members so that their, their members can use it as their business card, but they can also use it for introductions and referrals and networking. And uh, so we're meeting with some big companies right now that we're hoping will will onboard 250 to 500 pitch cards. And once we can wrap up a few of those, then I think we'll be ready for a seed round. So. Cool. Yeah. So growing users in the, on the business side. That's the main focus. Primarily. There's some other pitch cards that are going to come out in the future. Like there's, um, there's a product pitch card that'll be the next one where you can pitch a specific product and, and network that around. Um, there's also going to be an athlete pitch card for like high school athletes. So that, and not just high school athletes, but kids that are trying to get recruited by colleges. And um, all of these pitch cards can be found on the search carousel too, so that you can go in and search for whatever you're looking for. And all those people that do that thing, they can come to life and talk to you for 59 seconds there. But there's, a, there's also going to be a venture card, which is going to allow startups and new businesses to pitch themselves on a pitch card when they're looking for funding and investment. Can they like, can they like attach their pitch card to certain categories? So like, you know, they could have like hashtags or whatever, you know, we're in this industry, we're interested in these types of things. When you create your pitch card, it asks what spaces you're in, like what industries and stuff. And so you put it all right there and then you can, and then whenever they search for it on pitch 59, it'll pull up. On the other hand, you can put your pitch card anywhere. You can put it on your LinkedIn profile, on your Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, you can put it everywhere because each pitch card is also a URL. And so you can just link it. You can use it as your email signature. Um, it's it's a very flexible product. Cool. Well, I've signed up like a week or two ago before I left for Wyoming. So I haven't done my pitch video yet, but I'm signed By the way, up. Jake, we, we actually deleted your pitch card and put you onto the Central Bank team because it was, it's a better deal. We You've already been deleted, oh, Jake. Great. <laughs> I've had Pitch 59 long enough to be deleted. You go on your vacation <laughs> and we delete you? You've got a pitch card. We just moved your account over to the central bank one. So I love it. Well, it's good. time for me to get my pitch my pitch get video done. I've got to be on LinkedIn. Let's go. Get the whole thing going. Yep. Yeah. Go. yeah. Looking forward to it. And, and I'm excited for this, uh, this, this option for, like, doing a bunch of referrals so I can like work my way down. It should be like a point system. Like we are. Get, we're going to do rankings. Like you're oh, going to see yeah. like the top gamify shares. Top, we're going to gamify it. And we're actually going to work with gamify. But yes. um, yeah, you're going to be able to see the top shares, top introducers, top whatever on Pitch 59. I'm going to be a Pitch 59 influencer. Yes, you yes. are. I like it. See, I can see it already. Jake. <laughs> you're going to make more money yeah. than me, Jake. So. <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. So, so Jeff, one, one of the things we'd like to ask on this podcast, and this can be with Pitch 59 or Summer Sales or, or even, you know, with some of your restoration company experiences, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you as an entrepreneur that when people hear that, they're like, no way, that didn't happen. Something wild. Oh, man, putting me on the spot. I know. Um, and we've had stories about shipping craziness or about, um, you know, interesting employee scenarios that have happened or... Having money disappear while Having you're on money. a European vacation. Yeah, in the middle. Of, yeah, exactly. It's been oh, wild. Um, I have some. Okay, so there, I'm sure there's a handful of them here, but um, carpet cleaning. Um, so I did carpet cleaning and, and the restoration thing for 13 years, and I feel like I'm a master carpet cleaner. But sometimes you'll go into an apartment and you'll be like. I don't want to clean this. Like, I'm pretty sure somebody just died here. <laughs> like, there's, there's blood. There's like a dead skunk oh. over in the corner. There's poop and pee on the, the other corners. And you're like, there's no way a human being lived here. 
And yet the apartment <sighs> complex is like, yeah, do whatever you need to do to clean it up. We're yeah, not bless you for doing that. Like, wow. Come on. So I would say just uh, some of the crazy things that happened when we were doing carpet cleaning were they would probably top that list. We're going to clean this one with fire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Burn it Someone down. Needed to. <laughs> to the ground. Right. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. I've uh, told my wife that before. Uh, we're just going to burn this one. Yep. <laughs> Did you ever time yourself where you're like, I'm going to beat my time, my best time, or something like that? For cleaning? Yeah, trying to get it done like super well, fast. Well, typically you don't want to tell customers that you're timing yourself because they want you to take your time. But uh-huh. yes, there was one time we, we did a lot of apartment cleanings in Rexburg. Mm-hmm. And there would be days that we'd have 25 apartments to clean with two guys in a truck. And so when I was doing the cleaning, like we would go into an apartment and you have to pull all the hoses in. We did big truck mounted steam cleaning with rotary extraction. So it was a really good cleaning. But um, you'd have to pull all the hoses in, the equipment in, go pre-spray it, and then let it sit for a few minutes and then to start the cleaning process and clean the two-bedroom apartment. And we got to the point that we could do two-bedroom apartments in 13 minutes. With, with two guys. And that was really good. And that was still doing a great cleaning, but that rotary extraction really helped because you're getting so many cleansing passes. But um, Wow, 13 minutes. That's 13 Talk minutes. about scaling your business, right? Yeah, 13 sure. minutes. <laughs> I don't know that I want everybody to do that, but in those situations, <laughs> we could. That's cool. So um, I'm interested. You've been an entrepreneur. It sounds like, uh, you know, if you include summer sales or the sales industry, the door-to-door sales is entrepreneurship, which I do. We absolutely do. Uh, yeah. You've been in that your whole career. Yeah. Um, and so you have a ton of valuable experience. And I think a lot of lessons that we've heard on the podcast have come from the things that didn't work yeah. or you know the failures or whatever that people call them. Um, but what lesson can you look back to that you wish you would have been able to see in advance or what advice do you have for people that are just starting down this path? And I, um, so I, whenever I listen to podcasts like this or watch interviews where, uh, people are interviewing like these successful business owners, um, they always come from a standpoint of like, I made it. Yeah. This is how you get to where I am. So which makes us a little different because we want to talk to entrepreneurs like yourself. They're in the middle of it right now. I was going to say, we have absolutely not made it. And so right now, like the things, like the challenges that I'm talking about, they're like yesterday. It's not like it was a year or two ago where I was, right. we were building, getting through it. But um, Which makes you more relevant to most people. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you saw my bank account, you would not want to emulate what I've done. So, but yet, on the other yet, hand. Yet, yet, okay. yet. Um, on the other hand, um, I, I look at this, and one thing that I wish I would have done differently is I, I was totally new to the tech space. I, like I said before, I wasn't a developer. I didn't understand. I didn't know the tech space at all before I jumped into it with this idea. And in my mind, I was thinking, okay, well, let's just build out this platform. It'll probably cost less than 100000 bucks, and then we can go and start, sell it, start selling it. But um, here we were three and a half years later, and we finally officially launched. We did some soft launches or beta launches, but we hadn't officially launched until April of this year. And um, we'd already spent like eight or 900,000 um, building out the platform and getting things set up and pivoting and stuff. And um, my whole thought, though, is when I, when I deliver a product to a customer, I want them to have an awesome experience. I've always wanted that from carpet cleaning to restoration to door-to-door sales. Like I, if I'm going to sell you something, I have to believe in it myself. And I can't, I'm having a really, like, I never believed in my product enough that I could go out and confidently sell it to everybody until just this year in April. Now I'm like, if I were a consumer, I would buy this hands down right now. 
if I was a door-to-door sales rep, I would have had like 15 of these. This would have been amazing as a door-to-door sales rep because I would have gotten twice or three times as many sales. And so um, now we're in a position that we feel really confident with the product. And so I think a lot of companies, there's always that like that fine line where do you, when do you take it to market? When do you take it to, to sale? And I don't know that I know the answer for that for everybody, but I just know that for me and my personality, I had to have a product that was really like that was awesome and ready to go before I felt comfortable taking people, people's money. And, um, so I would say that's probably the, one of the things that I, I learned that one, my timing was completely off. The amount of money that I thought I'd need was way off. Um, and this is having done business for 13 years. It's not like I, I was born yesterday. So I just, I, I'm still learning as we go and figuring it out. That's great advice. Yeah. It's really helpful. Are you still doing anything with your other companies or did you sell all those to do this? What, what, yeah, what are I, you doing? So I had my carpet cleaning company. I essentially, ever since I had the idea for Pitch 59, I've been doing this full time. I've asked my managers to just kind of oversee the companies and just make sure they don't die. Um, but two years ago, I sold both of my carpet cleaning companies and then I, uh, we just closed down the one in Houston because it was, it was not, it, it was going to be more of a headache to try and sell it than it was to just close it down. Um, but that being said, I absolutely love the people that I work with in my cleaning companies. One of them is a guy that works with me. His name is Miles. He was one of my carpet cleaning managers for several years before, and I knew that I wanted him on my team. And so I pulled him over, uh, when we, when we started pitch 59 and he's been here ever since. And he's awesome. He's phenomenal. Cool. Great team. Great relationship. Sounds like you built in the industry. Yeah. It's awesome. Great guys. Cool. Um, how do the how do the listeners find you if they want to create their own pitch cards? What what's where do they go? Yeah, just go to pitch59.com and click on the big button that says create pitch cards, and then it'll give you options right there. You sign up and then just uh, select the type of pitch card that you want, and then um, we'll send you information. You'll also have all the options to do your pitch right there on the platform. The process is you go and get your pitch card first, put in all of your information, and then you select the video option that you want to do. You don't have to have your pitch pre-planned or pre-done. You can get your pitch card, and then it'll help you with the pro- with getting your video done. Does it like ask you questions or like take you through the process at all? Yeah, we've got a pitch builder that we just created that'll help you figure out your pitch. Okay. And um, so we're still in the process of integrating that with our platform, but we can email that to you right now on a PDF. And it'll help you design and, and figure out your 59-second elevator pitch to be really successful. It's okay. pretty slick, yeah. It's, yeah. it's getting – it's really easy at this point. That'll yeah. be good, uh, you know, just from the bank side when, when I was talking to the Yeah, I can email it to it. you. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they came in, they were like, what do I say? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Yep. This is your video. Yeah. This is your pitch. It's unique yep. to you. Everybody needs to build out their pitch. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that'll be great. Congrats, Jeff, on the success and the progress you. you're seeing thus far, right? I know it's a slog ahead, but it sounds like you're making good headway. Yeah, and we're, and we're also, I should have thrown in, we're really grateful to be working with RevRoad, too. They've been an awesome partner throughout this with the strategy and the help and the just ideas and the, being able to pick your guys' brains on things and stuff from people that have been there and gone before and done it and be able to network and associate with the other companies there it's yeah it's been a great experience so the ecosystem hopefully is uh, in and of itself is just is nice to have it is that support right there so right right cool well it's been a pleasure thanks jeff Thank thanks you for taking so some time Appreciate today it.